Ignite Movements podcast, where we're helping church planners go further faster as they seek to ignite life-changing movements. As always, if you enjoy the content that you hear today, I hope that you'll like, subscribe, comment, and send that on to other people and share uh, as well. And uh, and that also gets you uh, notified when there's future content as well. Uh, so far in the podcast, we've talked a lot about the process of starting a church uh, or starting a, a disciple-making community, not just a church, but a disciple-making community. Uh, and we haven't really discussed a whole lot some of those individual skills that a pastor often has to have to pastor a church. And so today I want to get into one of those just a little bit. We're going to take a break from uh, talking about the process of disciple-making communities, uh, launching churches, uh, multiplying churches, take a little bit of break from that and get into this concept of message message prep, which is uh, something that uh, most people who are in ministry are pretty passionate about. Uh, it's a it's a huge skill. Uh, preaching is a huge skill that that we all have to turn to and have to use uh, as we do our ministries. And so, um, and so, uh, as at some point, we're going to talk about series planning, uh, and that's that's one of my my favorite days of the year. But today, I just want to focus on this concept of message. Uh, prep, preparing an individual message. And I will say one of the things about that is that it's really helpful to have overall plans. So if you've already planned out a series, it's really helpful. So you're not spending half your week every single week thinking, well, what am I going to speak on? And one of the things that I find with that as well is a lot of times, you know, it helps me sit right down, start digging in because I know where I'm going for that week. But it also sometimes challenges me to speak on things that I would normally avoid. Uh, So if the series is kind of already planned out, uh, it it, kind of locks me into this is what you're speaking about uh, this week. Make the most of it. And maybe you grow a little bit because uh, it's not typically something that's in your wheelhouse. Uh, Same thing kind of happens if you're teaching through books of the Bible. You're going to come to passages that you're like, wow, I really am not super comfortable uh, wrestling with this passage today, uh, but it actually in the end is going to end up making a huge difference uh, maybe in your own life by drilling down on it. So what we find is is having some sort of structure for our messages, uh, how we're going to put them together, is really, really helpful to focus your thoughts as you begin to organize them. So again, you're not just sitting down with a blank sheet of paper and thinking, okay, you know, hit me with lightning. How, how do I organize this? How do I go about making this argument? How, how do I go about saying this? And so I just want to give you a simple structure uh, that I think uh, is going to help help you immediately focus your thoughts. And then also at the end, I want to recommend a resource that I think pairs really, really well with the things that we're going to talk about today. Now, when it comes to writing a message, sometimes I think we feel like that we're just going to sit down and the first thing we do is write an introduction, right? You start at the beginning of the message, you write an introduction. The problem with that is you don't really know where you're going yet. And so the first thing you want to start with is what's the main point? Where are you headed for the day? Uh, And until you know that, you really can't write a great introduction, right? Because an introduction takes you somewhere, right? It takes you towards the main point. So if you don't know what that main point is, you really really can't sit down and write a successful or a really engaging introduction. So here's what we want to do. We want to start with the question in our preparation, not start the message with the question, but start our preparation with the question, what do they need to know? What is the one thing that they really need to know that it will absolutely be life-changing, will, 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 will help their relationship with God? And a lot of times that is, of course, right there in the passage. And so as you get into the passage, you begin to study the passage, uh, something kind of emerges and you think, man, that's it. That is what I want to bring 
to the people this week. That's what I want them to get. That's the thing that if if they if they get this concept and they begin to live it out, it's going to be awesome. And so it could be something like, yeah, you'll never hear God's personal will for you while ignoring His revealed will. Uh, that that could be right there in the passage. It could be something that's that's made very very clear. Uh, and so you want to help people understand that 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 they first have to dig into Scripture and understand what God's revealed will is if they're ever going to start to get that that guidance on what God's personal will is for them. And so that's the main principle that you're trying to get across. You want them to live that out. And so it's really really important that you work on that statement that that main thing that you want them to know that you work on it till it can be com- communicated very clearly, concise, concisely, and hopefully very memorably as well. And I will just tell you right now that if if you're, I don't know, six hours into your preparation of your message and you're still struggling and you feel like that there things are very confusing and you feel like that you're not being very clear, most of the time it, it happens because you didn't take the time to really boil down what is it that God wants you know God wants them to know what is it that they need to know and you didn't get that down into a very clear concise statement and so that is so important to start with that because that's the direction of the whole message uh, once you've nailed that down uh, the uh, the the uh, the next question that you're going to ask is what should they do about it this is where the practical end comes in. This is where you start heading into application. Uh, and so what does it look like to live out this main principle uh, or or that main principle or what we would say is the bottom line that you're teaching on? And this is where we really want to walk a tight line because one of the things that I think sometimes messages come across as kind of self-help uh, lists that here you just go and do these things uh, as if God's going to accept you more or you're going to impress God if you follow these five steps and that kind of thing. So we need to be careful about that. We need to make sure that that they understand. Yes, the Bible tells us very specifically some very practical things to, to do. Children, obey your parents. Pray for your enemy. Flee lust. Be content. Don't worry. Like, like There's some very clear things that the writers uh, of Scripture tell us. A Christian should do this and a Christian should not do this. But we want to make sure that, that that we're practical, but at the same time, we want to make sure that we're not communicating that you just, this is just a checklist of things, that we want to uh, be communicating that these are things that should come up out of your relationship with God, out of your active walk with Jesus. And so for that bottom line, you'll never hear God's personal will while ignoring His revealed will. Um you know, some next steps might possibly be some ways that, that that we can understand and apply God's revealed will from Scripture. So how do we discern God's uh, what God is saying, and how do we uh, understand God's revealed will in Scripture? And maybe some practical steps on, on that kind of thing. Uh, but again, it, it's, it's not we're not promoting a works religion, right? We're, we're, what we're trying to promote is this stems, this comes up out of your relationship with Christ, out of listening to the Holy Spirit, walking with the Holy Spirit uh, in your life. And so so we've got those two questions. What's the what's the main thing we want them to know? What is you know what do they need to know? What should they do with it? What should they do about it? Um, and, and so now we have really everything that that we need for the real meat of the message. Like this is this is what you're getting across. This is what I want you to know. This is what I want you to do with it. Uh, and so we're ready now to go back and and start with. That question that helps us start the message gives us that introduction. This is going to generate the content for the introduction, uh, and so we're going to we're going to ask the question for that: Why should they care? 
Now that that's a huge question. Uh, you know, now now that you know, you know where you're taking them. You know, uh, you know what you want them to do with this. But now you're going back and you're going to write the introduction and you're saying. Why should you give me the time of the day? Time of day. Why should you listen to what I'm about to say? Why should you care? Why is this relevant to you? Why sh- why should you be motivated to consider taking some time to think about this and make some changes in your life? Now, it would be easy to take the, the take the approach that well, it's in the Bible, right? Like so if you're talking to Christians, they should all be concerned about what the Bible says. And the attitude should be, hey, it's in the Bible, so we should all be motivated to follow it. And there is that sense, there is that commonality among Christians that there's a reason people show up for an hour a week and and sit in rows together and 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 listen to a preacher and, and worship. It's because we do think there's value in listening to what the Word of God has to say and to hear somebody else explain it and 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 help us understand how to live it out. So. That's kind of understood, and that and that's great, uh, you know. But at, at the same time, um, I think it's really, really important that we help them become hungry for the truth that we're about to teach before we give it to them. Uh, and, and and so I think that's really, really important. And so you can do that several different ways. And so as as you're answering that question, why should they care? And you're beginning to craft that introduction. Uh, you can do it by first of all describing a common experience that we that we struggle with and we all share. Uh, I remember listening to an Andy Stanley message one time, and he, it was in the series called Judgment Call. And he just paints this unbelievable picture of of you sitting at the defendant uh, table. And other people are coming up and taking the witness stand, and they're just saying whatever it is they want to say about you, uh, and and it's not good, and it's condemning, and it's bad, and 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 he just keeps painting this picture of what's it like to sit at the defendant's table, and you don't get to have a say. There you, there won't be a moment you take the stand, and you even get to defend yourself. But anybody who wants to come take that stand can can say whatever they want to say about you up there, and you don't get to refute it. You just have to live with what they're saying, and and he just kept kept working that scenario until he finally just says, you know, so what does God say about that? How should we handle that situation? Well, he had me pulled in. In fact, I, I've, I've experienced a, a, a long season of something like that in my life before. And so as he was describing that, man, I was just like, man, I want to know what God says about this right now. Uh, and so he did an amazing job of describing a common experience. And this is where if you listen to Andy Stanley, you will hear him say a lot of times, what I know is true of you because it's true of me, and then blah, 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 right? Like you'll hear him say that kind of thing when he's when he's describing a common experience that we all struggle with. Another thing you can do is you can just ask good questions. And again, going back to that recent example, uh, Andy Stanley actually did that in that introduction. Uh, he asked the question, uh, what do you do when everyone is judging you and you don't get to answer? I mean, that's just the question. You know, that just that that pulls people in. Okay, so yeah, what do I? Yeah, I need to know that. Like uh, many times, I was told way back in in, in college and in, in, in preaching class uh, that, that, that the worst introduction ever is just open your Bibles too. And then get right into the passage, uh, and that sounds sacrilegious. Uh, well, what do you mean? Get right to the Bible. Amen. That's that's fantastic. But but what my professor was trying to make the point of is we've got to make them hungry for what we're about to give them before we just give it to them. And just keep in mind that people a lot of times are their minds are rattled. Uh, they're not engaged and ready sometimes to listen uh, as soon as they sit down. And so before you give them what do they need to know. 
you really kind of kind of answer that question: Why should they care? Uh, and so asking good questions is another way to do that. Uh, you can also help them see why they need to hear this principle by sharing statistics. Now, this one's not as personal. It's not as exciting. But there are times that, that sharing statistics on something shows uh, will show people just how desperately we need to hear uh, what's about to be shared. Um, another way to answer that question is with a story of someone or a, a story of your own uh, that that uh, where somebody's been in that position and they were desperate uh, to hear from God in that area. And one of the really cool things that you can do it with with that kind of concept is you can keep the tension of the story uh, leading into here's the mess this person found themselves in. Here's the hard decision that they that they were forced to to to, to be fa- to, to face. Uh, and you can actually then go into what do they need to know and what what should they do with it. Uh, and then you can circle back actually at the end of the message and wrap the story up with the resolution. So uh, so sometimes you can, you know, instead of wrapping it all up in a tight bow before you get to uh, the, uh, the meat of the message, you can create the tension and then leave that tension, which again causes them to lean in more, and then you can uh, uh, resolve that at the end. Uh, of the message. And so, uh, you know, those can be, again, your personal stories. It can be somebody that you interview. It can be something that's done on video. You can bring somebody uh, up on stage. So many different ways to share stories, but they're very powerful uh, uh, for your introduction. Another approach uh, to starting uh, your message and answering that question, why should they care, and getting them to to care uh, before you give them the the content, uh, is just starting with a shocking statement that you think will challenge people, and then you're going to spend the rest of the message uh, helping them basically wrap their head around and accept this crazy statement that that you started with. And so you're going to spend the rest of the message proving uh, proving your point on that statement. So now you kind of have your introduction, you have the meat of the message, you have that, uh, that uh, what do they need to know, and you've kind of taken them through the passage, and you've interpreted the passage as, as much as you need to, and explained it, uh, and brought that principle out, and kind of hit your bottom line, that one main point that you're making for the day, uh, and and you then you've told them what you want them to do with it, but then there's this other question that we we tend not to ask when it comes to how we structure our message, and that is, how will this make a difference? How will this make a difference? And so it's not just, the Bible says this, I think you should live it out this way, or some examples of how to live it out are, are, are these, but now how will this make a difference? And this generates content for the end of your message. Um, here you're going to be vision casting for how living this principle out is going to affect them. It's going to affect their family. It's going to affect the community. It's going to affect uh, the church. Uh, it's basically finishing up what you started in the introduction. In the introduction, you made them hungry for, for why they needed it. And now you're showing them that uh, what kind of changes are going to occur if they actually live this out and the kind of difference that it's going to make, not just to them personally, but the difference it would make in our whole culture if all of us live this out. And so it's really a vision casting time. Can you imagine? Think about, you know, think about what would happen if if all of us think about how your kids would be affected if you, you know, so that that's kind of the picture that you're painting at that point. Uh, at this point, you got a pretty good message. Like, I mean, you know, you've talked about why should they care as your introduction, so you pulled them in. Uh, you've talked about why, what do they need to know, uh, which, by the way, you don't, you don't 
say these questions in your message, <laughs> but you've given them the content that was generated on what do they need to know, uh, and you've explained the Bible passage and driven towards that bottom line, and, and then you've, you've led them to, to the question, what should they do about it? And you've given them some very practical ways to start taking step, steps in their relationship with God in that way. And now you've kind of closed out with, um, you know, how will this make a difference? And really giving them a picture and an, and an image. And again, that, that final motivation before you're done with the message of, hey, man, like this is worthwhile. This is inv- worth investing in. This is worth pouring myself into and learning more about, thinking more about making the changes that need to be made. Because think about what could happen if we obeyed. In, in this area. And so at this point, you've made them hungry to hear what God has to say. You've shown them a powerful principle from God's Word, um, and you've shown them uh, clear ways to take next steps, and you've shown them how it'll make a huge difference. And so what else is there? Like, you've got a pretty stinking great message at that point. So what else is there? There's one more question that you need to ask. That final question that you need to ask is, how can I make this memorable? And most of the time, let's just be honest, we're trying to crank out content week after week after week after week after week, and it just keeps coming. And so it's so hard to, you know, you, you've got a great message, right? I mean, it's written, uh, it takes people, you know, it engages people, it takes people somewhere in terms of uh, what they need to focus on and, uh, and and convicts and and teaches. And, and then, you know, you've shown them practical ways to do it and, and how it'll make a huge difference and inspire them on the way out the door. Like, this is a great message. But what if we just took that extra step of asking the question, how can I make it memorable? And and when you ask that question, you take it to a whole nother level. I've seen pastors stack huge blocks on stage and and uh, and, and and start with that, that that first huge block of the spiritual and talking about relationships. And the other blocks are 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 smaller aspects of the relationship, but that spiritual is the big one. And if we start with those other ones and we stack those first and we try to add the spiritual on top, everything just kind of topples over. And so it's just a great picture. It makes it memorable. Like I can see that the spiritual's got to be the foundation of the relationship, right? Uh, and so that, um, you know, that, that's a great visual. I've given people little cups of sand with a Bible verse from, from Exodus on it to remind people, don't settle for Midian. Moses was out in the desert, and he thought, you know, hey, I got a good life here, and it's awesome. Uh, but he, you know, he was living in Midian, and then God called him to something that was going to be hard, but it was also going to be the adventure of his life. And he could have easily just settled for what was what he knew and what was what was seemed like, you know, familiar to him and and safe, and and so sent people home with cups of sand. Uh, there's so many different things we can do. Uh, uh, one, one, one message we ended with a spotlight hitting a mirror that I held up. I, I, I shot the mirror towards the, uh, t- t- I talked about re- reflecting the God's light to the world. And, 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 and then I shot it up onto a mirror ball and lit up the whole room. Like it just made an unbelievable effect. And it sent, it really made the message in a, uh, 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 made the message of, of, of the, uh, sermon just so much more powerful in a very, very creative way. Now you're not going to have the, the 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 time sometimes, or the energy, or the or the resources to do something amazing every single week. That's that's kind of unrealistic. But it's worth the time to ask the question. 
that if you'll just ask that question, we've, again, we've done things like, uh, you know, the message is kind of written, but we say, you know, what would be the, the most creative way and the way that would really get this across uh, is if we turned the stage into a late night talk show and and had this conversation as a, a, a as a, you know, a talk show host and a, and a guest on the, on the, uh, on the show. Like literally that's how we decided to deliver the message. And so again, you, you're not necessarily going to be able to do this every single week, but, uh, but you know, if, if you get in the habit of asking the question, how can I make this memorable? Uh, then, um, then it, it, it could take things to a whole nother level. Now, one of the best things I have found for, for, for helping this, process be able to be implemented is to get at least a week ahead on your messages. And some pastors, you know, recommend being three weeks ahead, a month ahead, that kind of stuff. And that's fantastic. But if you can at least just get one week ahead, it gives you enough margin to shoot your message to some creative friends, ask their opinion, ask some staff members, hey, if if you were teaching this message, like how would you, you know, what would you use to really drive this point home and and really make this powerful and memorable? So those five questions are going to give you the content that you need for your message, uh, all the way from the introduction to the conclusion to the crazy great example that's going to really drive the point home. That's going to give you everything you need to fit that message together. And once you've answered those five questions, uh, it's just a matter of literally just putting it together, of taking the content that you that you uh, from the question where you ask why should they care and you write your introduction on that uh, taking the content for uh, uh, from the question uh, what do they need to know and and that's the meat that's the time that you're spending in God's word and and exegeting uh, uh, an important truth for them uh, what should they do with it that's that's your application and how does this make a difference that's that's your conclusion and again how do we make it memorable that can be plugged into any part of the message uh, and and it and it could be something that actually works its way all the way through the message as well, and so, uh, so how do we make make it memorable? Uh, is 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 again that that thing that's going to push it all over the top. Uh, so that 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 pretty much fits your message together once you have those five questions answered, and it, it's just the same five questions every single week, uh, but the content that, that they generate is obviously going to change. And so as we wrap up today, here's what I want to do: I want to recommend a resource to you that I think is really, really powerful and really fits hand in glove with what we've talked about today. And, and that is Andy Stanley's book, Communicating for a Change. Communicating for a Change by Andy Stanley. It's an amazing book. Honestly, we pretty much don't let anybody speak at any of our churches without them first going through this. And it gives us common language. When we talk as a staff about uh, making a message better, uh, there's language in that book that now we all kind of use. We say, "Here's here's what it needs uh, in this moment," uh, and so uh, and so uh, it's just it's a very very powerful resource. I encourage you to get your hands on it. I, I believe that honestly, uh, it will really change how you how you speak and 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 how you communicate. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we would love to see your comments and questions. Uh, those might turn into future episodes. Uh, as we uh, would love to help you with any of those specific questions. That that you have about church planning, about pastoring, uh, any of those kinds of things. Uh, we would love to help disciple making uh, as well. Love to help in any of those kind of areas. Uh, in the meantime, I just want to uh, leave you with this one thought. Don't just get them told, get them sold. <laughs>